Welcome to the Athletes Marathon Podcast, conversations that help people maximize their full potential by helping them understand that life is more like a marathon than it is a sprint. From former athletes, personal trainers, coaches, social media influencers, and entrepreneurs, talk about their journey on and off the field and how they maximize their talents once they hung up their cleats. And here's your host, Matt Joy. In this episode, I interviewed a hip-hop artist that found his love for music at a young age, but he didn't always want people to know about his musical talent growing up as an introverted kid. This guest juggles his full-time job of being a pharmacist while still pursuing his passion of being an artist. Just like many athletes and entrepreneurs, this guest believes in embracing the process over the end result. Without further ado, here's episode 17. Welcome to the Athletes Marathon Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Choi, and we're extremely lucky to have an awesome guest, Nitty B. Nitty's located in New Jersey, and he's a hip-hop artist. Nitty, how you doing today, man? Chilling, man. How you doing? Doing well, man. Can't complain. Nitty, awesome. You're, uh, obviously, we're New Connect as well, so if you can, man, just give my audience a little background about yourself before we get started. Yeah, 100%. So, um, my name's Nitty B. Uh, I'm an artist out of Jersey, and I've been doing music for, like, a long time. I mean, uh, I started doing music as, like, a kid, but, like, kind of just messing around. I think, like, when I was... I don't know, I was like probably eight or nine or something. I used to go to like my cousin's house and he would always like show me like new CDs and all that stuff. And I'd kind of like, every time I'd go there, like by the end of the trip, like he'd give me like a new CD or something. And then I'd come home, be so excited. That'd be my, be like my music for the while, a couple weeks or whatever. And then uh, I'd go back and like do the same thing. And so that would be like my introduction to music. And then I kind of just like, I remember I was like nine or 10 and like one of those cousins, like I, I like, I am them. I'm like AIM. Uh-huh. And I like wrote some like, I was like, yo, I'm I'm the nitty B, I'm a kid, uh, but I'm gonna be so big or something like that. Like, <laughs> and then that was like the first time I actually like wrote something. And then uh I got a little bit older and just like I think in middle school, um, me and my friends used to like kinda mess around with writing raps and all that. I mean like my first birthday party, like sixth sixth grade birthday party or something, like my friends all came over and then all of them were playing like Xbox in my room. And then like me and my other friend would just go to my other room and just like start writing. And mm. then, uh, that was like mad fun. And then I think the first time I did it like publicly, I think was in like eighth grade. I kind of, um, I wrote something for a school, like a school project uh-huh. and I put it up and I gave it to him, but I was still like really shy at that point. I don't really understand why. Cause I, I wrote it for school and I, I was excited when I wrote it and I recorded yeah. it and everything. And then when, as soon as they played it, I like had my head down and I, like, <laughs> I, was, like, and I was like, yo, like, what am I doing? Like gotta have confidence in like what I'm making. But right. at that point. and then, um, I just kept on going and like through high school, I was doing it through projects, like a couple of my friends. And then um, what, my friend had like a sleepover like every year for his birthday party. And he had GarageBand on his Mac, like laptop. Mm-hmm. So we would just, every, like every year we would just go to the sleepover or whatever. And then all night we would just like make a song together. And all of them be like, yo, we look so excited to make the song. So excited. Yo, Nitty, like write my lyrics, write my lyrics. And I'd write like five verses uh-huh. for like different kids, like catered to each one of them. I'm like, yo, what do you want to talk about? What do you want to talk about? Then, <laughs> you were the ghostwriter. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I, mean, I was just like, all right, hold on. This is, this is how I rapped it. Yo, like do it like this. He's like, all right, all right. And then we would just do it. And uh, like, that'd be like Sunday. And then Monday we'd all like talk about it and like write, you know, talk about the lyrics and all that stuff. Just like rap it. And then, um. Yeah, so then after that, like, college is when I really started getting into it, like, serious. Mm-hmm. And I think um, I was, like, really – I don't know what happened. It was July 2012 when I first went to, um, like, the studio, like, a real studio. Yeah. And me and, like, two of my boys – shout out to Neil and Zed. And we both, like, went to some studio in North Jersey. And I, like, found – I'm like, yo, like, can you come with me? And they're like, yeah. And they were, like, down. They were excited. 
and I like booked like three hours and then I just had like three or four songs or whatever written. And I still have like videos and pictures from that day. Like it was like such a, like a, that was like a big moment for me. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I think after that, we just, I had a couple songs there and I just kept going back there. And like, at that point, like looking back at it, it was not great. Right. But, like it was like, that was, it was like, a start. It was, it was what you needed though. Yeah, exactly. Like that was, that was a start. Exactly. So after that, um, I really started getting into it. I think I remember I had these like thoughts like second year of college and I was like, dude, like I just want to drop out. I just want to, you know, like music. Yeah. yeah. And um, I never did it, but I, I think it was a lot of like just fear and just like, it was all kind of new to me, like going into like, this is what I want to do. Yeah, it's a brand new industry. It's challenging, bro. It's, it's not, it's not, it's not something you can just like tap into and think it's going to succeed in like a year, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think that's exactly what my, like, my dad told me too. Like, he didn't like he, he was he was like just think about it that's all he's that's pretty much all he said when i said it he was like um he was like you know it's not it's not an overnight thing like you know you're not gonna drop out tomorrow and then like in two months like you'll be famous or some shit mm-hmm. i was just like all right and then um i might have been hard-headed at that point too i might have been like yeah maybe i don't know like maybe i will <laughs> but <laughs> I, will say, I will say because like nowadays in our in our age like, just in the digital age like because soundcloud and there's so many platforms that Dude, there's a lot of artists that have one fire track and then they become the next thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you think, like Lil Nas, like there's so many, there's a lot of cases like that, especially recently, you know? No, 100%, yeah. And I see that too. And like, but I, I feel like something like a Lil Nas is kind of still like winning the lottery in a little bit, just because, you know what I mean? Like a lot of, most people have put in years and years of work. And I think like Lil Nas, he that was like his eleventh song or something like that he put out. Yeah, that's it is wild. <laughs> yeah, but like, I, but it is possible. You'd never be right. So like, anyway, I, I didn't drop out, and then I just um, but I knew like I think by fourth to fifth year I was just like, yo, as soon as I get out, as soon as I graduate, like I'm gonna I'm gonna do music, I'm gonna do it, and then as soon as I did, I think like fifth or sixth year I was still writing and like recording like random things here and there, like from mm-hmm. there, really, but I um by the time I got out like. I I graduated. Got yeah, out. there you I, go. <laughs> I came home, um, and then I came home, and then my I was like, "Yo, dad, like I still want to do this and everything." He's like, "All right," and I was like, "I think I need my own space and everything." And um, he's like, "Yo, just like take over my office," and like that's like I made the studio, and I was so ever since then it's just been like I've been consistently on it. Yeah. And um, yeah. So and then I put out like a mixtape in like 2017, and then just put out like a bunch of singles since then, and then awesome. I just put out the new mixtape recently. Awesome, dude. So, 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 Nitty, I mean, I guess talk about, like, now, that's kind of, that's been your childhood. I mean, obviously, it sounds like music has been a big passion, a big fire. Like, it's been lighting your, like, your heart almost, in a sense. Um, talk about, like, you in college. Like, one, like, what did you go to school for? Where did you go to school? And, and kind of tap into, that, like, your college life. Yeah, so I went to school in Philly, um, University of the Sciences. I mm-hmm. went to, um, what was it? I did pharmacy over there. Mm-hmm. So it was, like, a six-year program, and then I graduated. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I, I still, I am a pharmacist right now. I still do pharmacy. Right. But I think, like, and the thing is, I, I don't, like, a lot of times, I don't know, like, I, I don't want people to ever think, like, I, I regret it or, like, I think that it's a bad decision or anything like that. It, it was, I think it was a good decision for me, and I, and I do appreciate everything about it and, you know, the fact that it's what it's given me. But, yeah. But I think, like, at, at the end of the day, like, music is still what I want. And that's that's what I see myself as long term. Without a doubt. You know what I mean? So like if even if you know, but I, I never look back at pharmacy and say I wish I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Wait, so I guess what what intrigued you in pharmacy just in general? 
just I, I want to get, get inside the mind of you because, dude, a lot of young artists, you guys think like it's tough to just only be an artist. Like at some point, you do need have money needs to be coming in. So like I totally respect the hustle of you love the fact that you want to be an artist and you're willing to pursue that off your off hours. You know what I'm saying? But I guess talk about like what, what intrigued pharmacy. I don't know, man. I think like, so I had like people in the family doing it too. Right. And they did pharmacy too. And then I was kind of just, um, I was like, I kind of looked down it and it looked like a safe path. Yeah. But then once I learned more about it too, like I talked to like my sister and like, just like other people and they would tell me about it and they were just like, they were kind of explaining it to me. And it seemed like cool. Cause I was, I like science. I was into math for sure. And like science was cool. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think like even in the beginning, like I didn't, I didn't even know that much about it. I was just kind of like, I, I get it and it looks cool. But it's like when you're 17, like nothing really looks that appealing to you. I hear you. Know you. I mean? Like <laughs> you know, working as like an accountant, working as a pharmacist, doctor, most of that stuff doesn't look appealing. It's just like right. a thing to do. And it's like, to your point, like, I mean, I'm, I'm an immigrant too, right? I mean, when you have immigrant family and it's like, it's almost that pressure of, yo, pick that safe and secure job because that is kind of how they grew up. And, and I get it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And then like, and it, that's what it was. It, it was a lot of the safety thing. And then, um, but then once I started, like, I think like fifth year, once we started getting to like the real like nitty gritty of it, mm-hmm. I was like, um, I, I kind of, I started like really understanding it and liking it a little bit more. That's good. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I was working at like as a uh, tech or an intern or whatever. And then I think um, I, I started like really, I liked it. I, I started to like it. And now I actually, I do like my job. Mm-hmm. But, it's just not what I want to do. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, but that—that's the dope thing, man. Is that like you kind of have an idea, and like you—I'm sure instead of watching Netflix, you're probably making tracks, you're writing songs, you're making beats, and like that's like I think that's kind of the whole emphasis of it, right? It's like you find you found what you love, and you're kind of taking a, a humble piece of pie of doing this pharmacy job for now until you know your artist career kicks off, right? And like I think that's and it's respectable, man. You know. No, I appreciate that. Yeah, that's exactly what it is, uh, and that's what I'm trying to do. 100%. So I guess, the, so Nitty, now talk about more. So like, let, let me hear about the mixtape a little bit. So 2017, you pushed out a mixtape. Um, like how many tracks was on it? Like how long did it take to make that one? Yeah, so that was like my, first, so that was right after I came out of school and I was like, all right, I'm gonna start working on something like a project. Yeah. And I think, um, so I think in the beginning, I was still confused. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I think that was like, so I, I graduated 2016, like end of uh, 2016, the beginning of 2017. Mm-hmm. when I was like, yo, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna work on a project or whatever, and put songs together. So I think top of 2017 to probably August or something is when I was working on it and like finalizing everything. Yeah. At that point, like, I don't know, do you, uh, you know, Russ? Yes, dude, what? That's, yeah, yes, so. <laughs> I'm a, like, no, that's like one of my, that's one of my favorite artists. Yeah, man, no, the same. And like, I think like, I don't know, his whole mentality really, really geared me into like, I'm like, yo, I'm gonna do everything myself, like everything. And like, it's, it's not possible to do everything yourself, but it, you can really, you know, like, yeah, you yeah. can really try. And like, the more, you know, the better, the more like, um, informed you are, the better it'll help you in the long run. Like when you work with yeah. people. Cause you've been in the dirt, like you've been producing, you've been making this, you've been doing everything, you know? Yeah, exactly. So like at that point I was watching like YouTube videos, how to mix and master and just like, I was trying to learn and learn. And like, I don't know, I was so, I was kind of, I, I don't know, stubborn at that point too, because I was learning so much and I was trying to just do it on myself that every time I sent it to like a mixing and mastering engineer, I would already have like my effects on it. I'd be like, no, no, this is how I want it. And then they're like, dude, I can't like effect on top of effect. And I'm like, no, man, like I did this. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, no, I worked on this, man. Like, this is what I want. And he's like, right. oh, whatever. And then I think like, 
so eventually I got all the mixing mastering done like from me and them and then we worked together and then uh so that was 10 songs that I put out in uh okay. the October 2017 mm -hmm. and then the thing is I I went to India like during its release so the my, my, like momentum kind of died down because I didn't have like I couldn't get much feedback because like texting and phones were like, yeah, like the marketing behind it wasn't that yeah yeah and then like I couldn't market it that well and I couldn't you know, I couldn't continue going and like keep on making music while this is out because I'm in India. Like I wasn't, so I don't know. That was kind of tough for me. But then as soon as I came back, I was like, dude, like I need to do something. So I was like, yo, I'm gonna make my own videos. And then I like got a tripod and I started making videos. And then when I look back at it, I'm like, yo, you can tell this is just me in a tripod. Like, yeah. This is just, yeah. And I was like, you know what? And after I made a couple videos, my boys are just like, yo, like, Maybe you should hire someone. No, it's just like right, yeah. it's good. It's, it's good yeah. feedback to get. It's good feedback to get, bro. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, all right, man, look, maybe I will. And then um, I think so. Like after that, I started working on a bunch of singles, and I think 2018 was like the year I kind of like really crafted, like like understood my craft, you know. Right. And then um, I made like a bunch of songs in 2018, and then 2019 is when I started putting out singles, like pretty much every month um with like as many videos as i could do right like it was it was a good year last year for me i think like i grew a lot of like uh following and just like supporters and all that it was good that's awesome dude. that's awesome i guess what uh in 2018 like what was it just the realization of like you were like damn like i'm I, when I, I love what i'm doing but like i do need to take that next step of like i probably need some help because right? I, I think a lot of people get to that point where hey when you're in that first couple of years you're right like you don't really want you don't have the money to hire people you're in that point of like, I want to be in the dirt and just do everything on my own. So I have an understanding of what I'm doing, what I love to do. But like, I guess what woke you up in terms of like, yo, like maybe I do need some help, whether it's someone recording, whether it's people, you know, whatever it might be, like another sound artist, whatever it is, you know? I think it was just like, I think it was just time. Cause it was just like, yo, I, I just, you know, I want to allocate my time so um, efficiently. Yeah. I, if I'm working all this time, recording, mixing, or like doing whatever I'm doing, like I can't be making the videos and editing them too. And just like, it was just a lot because I was like, I with the amount of content that I wanted to get out and me doing it all myself, it was only slowing me down. So I was like, yo, like I, I kind of, you know, saved up a little bit at this point. Like, let me just kind of, you know, use my resources and, and start working with other people. And that's, it really helped me with like, yeah, like producing content and just like, I, I helped me get a lot more out there. No, that's dope. I mean, and it, it's, it's dope that you're able to understand it because a lot of times, I mean, I feel like sometimes people can be ignorant to that and be like, no, nah, I'm going to just keep, I'm going to keep grinding and just do it on my own, you know, because. Dude, I'm sure the end result now, your videos probably look way better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah. I think, like, everybody. It's, like, a unanimous decision. <laughs> <laughs> um, yo, question for you. So, like, obviously, as an artist, like, who would you really, like, get inspiration from? Like, like maybe, like, now. I mean, I know, I know we talked about Russ a little bit. But even, like, when you were younger, like, who were some artists that you heard that you were, like, yo, like, I like this style. I like this flow, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, um, when I was a kid, I think definitely – you know, Eminem was just like, that was one of the first few things I was drawn to because it was just like, I think because A was also on radio. So it was kind of. Like, yeah, like I, I was like familiar with it. And then from there, I got like delved into his albums and all that. Um, so he was like a huge influence when I was a kid. And then I, I started getting a little bit older and then getting into like, I, like Nas was a big thing for me. Nomadic mm -hmm. in general was just like, it, it just changed like a lot for me because it, it just like in terms of how to rap like the chill rap the like complex styles and stuff yeah 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 and like i don't know i always had this thing about like i try my best to 
when I was a kid, like I, I remember like when I used to rap, I think probably most people when they start writing or whatever, it just sounds kind of corny. And then like, you know, you don't want it to sound cheesy. So when I started listening to these rap, I was like, yo, what is it? And when I heard, heard Nas, I was like, dude, like he's rapping about real shit. And like, you know, it just sounds so dope. And then I was just like, yo, like, let me, I took a lot of influence, influence from him. And then um, Lil Wayne, of course, yeah, that was like my whole era, like mm. uh, high school and all that stuff. So. Yeah, all the Carters. And I mean, dude, we're probably, I think we graduated the same year, so we're probably, probably same age. So yeah, yeah, that's like, yeah, that, I mean, dude, those artists are like spot on our generation, like our generation. Yeah, dude, exactly. So like, that's like, I think Lil Wayne was like, that was huge for me. And then, uh, and then just Kendrick. Kendrick was probably like my last, like really, really big influence. Uh, like in terms of like latest because he's like the latest out right yeah and then like just I don't know he's he's like a bit of game changer for me too mm-hmm. yeah I guess so like in terms of like when you find like you're when you like even like when I guess better question more is like when you're making a mixtape when you're making an album when you're making like a single like talk about like the different mentality that you have when you're trying to make like a project versus a, like a single right because I'm sure like it's different in terms of how you approach the actual like making of it you know yeah i mean like actually i i don't know like I, nowadays i well, since like 2018 is when i really started getting into like into grinding or whatever i think um i was just making songs and making songs and then by the end of 2018 i was like yo i just need to you know it was it was another thing with the time or whatever i was like yo let me just put these out because I, I you know it's so hard to keep interest nowadays so in order to keep it i was like yo let me just put them out um uh, over time as yeah. singles. and I think like each song hit hard enough to do that and I was like in the meanwhile I'll just work on a bunch more and I think like I don't know I think also I, I realized though too because in, in terms of process or whatever I pretty much just made them as whenever I was in the studio whatever came out came out mm-hmm. and then, like later on I would decide if it's a single or, or a mixtape or whatever and I think like at the end of 2018 or 2019 um, I was just like dude like these singles they last or whatever but i feel like especially with spotify app music and all that you go on to it and you know a lot of people want to check out their latest project and the actual like cohesive body of work and you know they don't really check out the singles as much and it kind of dies down right That's what i learned like from today's you know uh consumer perspective and then i was like yo let me just take a project and then but at that point i was like yo for in terms of a project like i want to make sure each song has like a lot of meaning like i think like Every time when I put out the singles or whatever, I think if it wasn't really related, it was just like me about rapping, like rapping mm-hmm. about rapping. Like it was like it was whatever. That's not. But these songs had like each each song had meaning for the new project I just put out. Um, and I was like, yo, I'm gonna make sure everything is like every time the listener is gonna get something out of it every time. Right. Yeah, like that kind of thing. Because I think and dude, that's what I respect the most about like especially like underground, undercover rappers, where like dude, you guys are coming up, right? And like, I, have, I have a bunch of buddies out here and, and that I've interviewed on my podcast as well that are kind of in the same boat, maybe not too far a, a ahead of you, you know, in the sense of like, yo, I've been doing this for a little minute, I have a couple albums out. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yo, when you can make music that like, that affects someone inside, right? Not just like, you know, F bitches, like, like, just like, like, not like the external materialistic stuff of like just money, cars and like guns, whatever. Yeah. Like, I think like being able to have a meaning behind your music and it, it can affect someone emotionally, you know? And like it's it's powerful as hell, especially when you're up and coming and you're speaking to your truths about like what you experienced, what your mentality is like. And I think that it's it's powerful as hell, especially when you're more underground because you haven't really came up yet. And it's easy to kind of rap about oh like all the stuff that might get viral, right? And like I think when when you get into that mentality, it's like 
damn, like, are you really making music for yourself though? Or are you just making it for the views, for the likes, you know? Mm-hmm. No, hundred percent. I, I agree with you. And I think like also DeBaby had like some interview or whatever he was talking about. He's like, yo, I think a big problem with a lot of people nowadays is that they're trying to go viral. And like, that's where you mess up. Cause you yeah. can't like try to do that. You just got to be true. And then like, it goes viral. You know, like, I think the authenticity, man, it, it just, and then it's easy because it's just you. You're not putting on the front that it's, it's something else because now you got to make every project about, damn, how do I get more likes, more views? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's not sustainable, right? I mean, you might get a hit, but it's not sustainable over a long body of work, right? And like, obviously, at the end of the day, as, as younger artists, like, that's what you want, right? I mean, you want this to be a career at some point and being able to have a longer body of work, that's how it's going to be done, you know? Yeah, no, exactly, 100%. So I guess Nitty. So now talk. Let me let, let what's what's up with the 2019 album, right? So that was the most recent one. I guess you can talk a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. So that was 2020. I just put it out last week, actually. All right, sweet, so, sweet. Yeah, uh, Broken Branches. Um, that's the album I put out. It was just like I don't know, man. It meant, it meant a lot to me because it. I didn't want to. I wanted to make sure everything was as right as possible. And like, you know, every time I heard every song, I was like, yo, each one of these songs, they can't be messed up. They need to have like. And once I need the listener to want to hear it again, kind of thing, just because like you, you they miss something because like, mm-hmm. there's a lot in each each piece. Because like I, I heard an EP recently from like a different artist, and like I heard the whole thing through, and I was like, dude, I don't know if I want to hear this whole thing again because it's like I kind of got whatever you were trying to tell me on like take one. All right, all right. I kind of that's what like every every song I made, and I was like, yo, like I'm gonna make sure everything is so like I don't know, like I just want them to really really want to hear it again, kind of thing. Um, and not for the streams, but just for like, you know, that's Taking the meaning again. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, um, yeah. So I just put that all together and I think like a lot of it was just stuff that I've been going through the last like, couple months or just like stuff that people don't know about me. And, mm. you know, like, I, I just like, I, I think my last project, I didn't really talk too much about myself. It was more just like, uh, oh, if you do this and blah, 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 blah. but it wasn't about me. Right. And I think like, a lot of things about this was about me and I was like yo if you don't know anything about me like hear the project because like this is what I was telling my listeners or whatever I was like yo hear the project if you don't know much about me because it's you know I'm, yeah it's the first time I'm being like kind of personal mm. so it was like it meant a lot to me and like when I hear it it just means it, it definitely means more to me than to anyone else but like when of I hear course it, it's like yeah it just it, it's like what it's like a diary kind of you know it's it's like inside the mind bro yeah exactly um, uh, the first that that's dope, man. I mean, um, I guess were you and, and I remember you you said earlier how like like when you first got started in middle school, whatever it was, when you were kind of shy about it. Like, were you shy? Like, were you kind of nervous at all about how like the how it would look from the outside in, like for this new album, or were you kind of are you at that point now where you're like, dude, I'm I'm doing what I love, like I'm just gonna push it out, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think like that's the thing. Like now, I look back at some of my older stuff. I I think that that kind of ended in college. Like that was like in high school I was still kind of embarrassed or shy or whatever because I wasn't really like the talkative kid or whatever I right was, you know and I, I like I think back at it and I'm like maybe that was like my outlet because I, I didn't really I wasn't much of like a extrovert kind of kid mm-hmm. so music was like my voice and so because I was still an introvert at school it was kind of like your release huh what'd you say it's like your release almost yeah, it was like my release, but it was, it was a struggle to put it out because it's like, I'm still like that introvert kid at school, but I don't want to, you know, but this is my extrovert though. Like, I can't just give it to you because like, you know what I mean? Like, people that look like Sally and Johnny would be like, yo, who's this? Who's Nitty? Yeah. Like, 
dude, exactly. And I was like, yo, this is gonna be confusing. So, <laughs> uh, but then I think in college is when I like, I just got confident in whatever I was putting out. And then um, since then I was just, you know, I now I don't really care when I put it out. Cause it's like, I know I'm putting it out because I'm confident in it. Yeah. And I, and I, I mean, Nitty, even talk about that a little bit. And, and I want you to frame it almost like if, if a young kid is listening to that, that is an introvert, that maybe is in the shoes that you were in, right? Like what piece of advice would you give to that kid now? that maybe that would have helped you when you were that 14, 15, 16 year old, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, you know, like if you think you have a talent or if you have a craft, like, you know, and you work at it, you, you know, you, you might be shy or whatever at people, but you think about it, you think they're practicing the same thing, like they're not. And so when they hear it, they're going to be a little surprised in a, in a, in a positive way. I think that if I, if I were to tell someone, it would just be like, you know, you got to put it out there and you got to kind of, you know, like, unless you see what anyone else, you, you need feedback. You know what I mean? You need feedback at the end of the day. And you're not going to get any better by only listening to what you think is. That's, that's you know real, I mean? bro. Because yeah. it's subjective, right? In your head, you think, oh, it's crap. But dude, one person might think it's, it's a hit, whatever, you know? Yeah, exactly. And like, I've only gotten better with like, you know, like I, I've listened to myself, but then also people tell me certain things like, yo, maybe X, Y, Z. And then like, I won't take it right away, but it'll be in the back of my head. And then as I'm making it, I'm like, oh, this is what he meant. And this does sound better. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm doing it. I'm like, wow, this sounds really good. And it, you know, it, it helped me because it's like, you put it out there enough and like, you need, you need other, you need other input too, you know, you like you're showing it to the world and you don't want to know what the world thinks. You know what I mean? Like you want to show it to the world. You want the world to really love it. And if the world, you don't know what the world thinks, like how are you going to get any better to really resonate with them? hundred like, percent. Like, it's not that you're going to live by their decision, but having that feedback, I mean, it's, it's, it can't just be only coming from Nitty, right? Like, mm-hmm. like, look, let the world, like, let the people decide if it's good or not. Right. And it's like, it's all subjective, man. Like some people think MJ's not the best player. Some do, some things he is, right? I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's a generational thing. It's a opinionated aspect of it, right? And I'm reading this book called Relentless by Tim Grover. I don't know if you've heard of it before, but um, it's uh, Tim Grover is a performance trainer. He trained Kobe, MJ, D-Way, Charles Barkley, like a lot of these guys. And a lot of his thing is mental, like controlling your mind. And mm-hmm. one of his favorite quotes from this book was, feedback and criticism is the same. The, the only difference between feedback and criticism is the way you hear it. Mm. And like I, it resonated with me so much because I'm thinking like, damn, that's so true. Because if you're like, if you're kind of, if you're not that confident in yourself, you're gonna hear that criticism as like, damn, like yo, you don't, you don't rock with me, or you don't respect what I'm doing, or whatever. Versus taking that feedback like you did about the music video, about like Nitty, get get someone to do videos for you, right? You took that as as positive feedback of like, damn, this is one of my buddies looking out for my best interest of, yo, how can I better myself? And and it helped in your music videos, right? And when I read that, I'm like, dog. This is so real that some people have got to take a look at themselves and be like, yo, like, am I going to be weak minded and say, oh, like this person's just trying to attack me versus they're trying to help me. Mm. And I think that's like, and that's like, if you can frame it in that framework for a young kid, because I think a young, when you're younger, man, like I was, I was the same way when it came with football, when it came with sports, like when you hear that criticism, you're like, damn, like this coach isn't, he's not in my best interest, but it's really just the way you hear it. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. I think like it comes with time and like maturity too to kind of realize it. Yeah, but it's you know like the earlier you do realize it, the more it's gonna help you. Only hundred percent. Yeah. So I think like yeah, for sure. So um, Nidhi, I guess talk. I want you. To, I want to get your thoughts on just like delayed gratification versus instant gratification. And I think from your story, even like, and I'm not that you became this rock star, 
but like you've probably seen the growth within yourself in terms of like how much time and effort you put into it. So I guess talk about that, just like your journey with like just instant gratification versus delayed. Yeah, um, I think like it's when it comes to delayed, like I kind of take it as like a gradual thing, like not necessarily delayed, but like gradual um, rather than instant because instant like, you know, instant it, it goes as fast as it comes, you know, like uh, recently I, I had a TikTok um, at Instant TV, by the way, TikTok. <laughs> but, um, oh, TikTok, yeah. look, look, follow me on TikTok. <laughs> look, <laughs> so I had a couple videos, like they went like pretty big, like 50k views or whatever. Yeah. And um, so, but it, it happened really fast. And then, you know, like it came and it went. That was it. Mm-hmm. Like one year out the other. And it's like, now you got to work on the next. But I feel like, you know, but where, where it comes to my music or whatever, I've been making like music or whatever. And this project so far, I think it has like 30% so far of the total streams of my first project mm-hmm. was two and a half years ago. So like in a matter of two and a half years, like I'm already at 30%. Like that's, that's an increase. Right. So, and so that's like, it's a gradual thing, but it's like, and that's still being compounded. Like everything is still adding up. Right. It just feels like it, it's a, it's a slope. That's not like a, it's like a solid slope. It's not like a slope that's like not up and down. It's just, it's gradually increasing. Yeah. yeah. It's like a solid, it's not like unsupported. You know what I mean? Like it's supported by everything else that I've done before. And so like, that's only going to increase. This is only going to increase and like my future will increase. And like, I think that like, it's so much better than not saying I I wouldn't want like a million views or something in a day, you know, like everyone want that, but it's not like, you know, it's not going to be as much of a life changing thing as you think when it comes to, you know, your overall, um, platform and everything right. a lot more to, that you need to offer you can't just offer one thing and then instant it's there mm-hmm. kind of thing and talk about wait, so what on tiktok like what like those videos like what 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 went viral about it do you think like what was different that you did on those videos that kind of like made it go, go crazy i mean honestly it's kind of just like funny things okay like it's kind of like i'm, I'm using whatever platform i can find and i feel like that's what engages people on that platform mm-hmm. comedy so you know, I'm just going through comedy with that and just plugging in my music whenever I can. Yeah. They, hopefully it uh, translates. Yeah, because I, I feel like, dude, that's a platform for you and a lot of artists to kind of tap into your music. Because, one, it's such a big dancing. It's like, it's a big music. I mean, think about it. It was musically before. It's a big music um, platform, right? Mm-hmm. And I think, like, if you can, like, what I tell a lot of artists, like, dude, if you can make a stance or you can get, like, a your song on a dance, like, somehow, some way, like, that could be the difference. Like, dude, if, if a Charlie D'Amelio or even someone less of a popularity can dances to your song, like that could be the difference for a young artist. Yeah, no, 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 for sure. Yeah. And I think that that's not the, I don't know, that's like a million people. Now, you know what, I'm gonna I'm leave it at that. You're right. <laughs> yeah, you know, cause I mean, I, honestly, I've seen a lot of growth in my TikTok and like, obviously I do a lot more sports training and, and like football specific drills on my TikTok. But like, I, like, dude, I had, I had a video that hit a million views like a couple months back. And like, literally like it's crazy the organic reach on tiktok right now and and it's going down a little bit um it's because obviously there's so many there's a lot of people on there now right because mm-hmm. i mean dude there's parents there's freaking grandparents like, there is this the wide range of people on tiktok right now is is crazy like at some point if it ever does take over like an instagram or whatever it might be it's going to be very interesting to see how that platform develops but even like the the success i've seen on it and not that i have like, a crazy following but like i have a couple thousand followers and it's it's interesting to see how like quickly that that organic reach works because you can have a I, when i had 200 followers i had a video that went a million you know what i'm saying it's like if you think about that concept like you can start from zero 
and grow your platform, right? For like obviously creating some type of content that is visually pleasing or that is getting attention, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm like, I'm a, I'm, I'm definitely heavy on TikTok, bro. I'm a big yeah. believer. After this, we'll like talk yeah, about dude, it. We'll yeah, we'll definitely talk about it. It's, but at the end of the day, like for me, I know that it's a lot of younger kids, but think about it. If that can convert to YouTube, if it can convert to SoundCloud for you or for me, for IG or you, whatever it is, like mm-hmm. it could be a good lead gen into your other platforms, you know? Yeah, no, 100%. I think like that's what, uh, like Lil Nas X, like his whole uh, Old Country, Old Town Road was on um, TikTok. Like, that's how it blew up too, right? Yeah. I, I'm not sure. I don't know if it's specifically, but it might have been. I'm not sure. I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, no, no, no. I think I, I read up on it and stuff. Like, that's how it blew up. And, like, that's just, you know, it translated to everything else. And, like, mm-hmm. you know. 100%. Yeah. Um, Joe, so, Nidia, how about, um, in terms of, like, performances, like, live ones, have you have you experienced any of those yet? Or, like, talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I've I performed a lot since, like, college and all that. I uh, performed at different schools and, like, in Philly and, like, in parts of Philly and stuff. Mm-hmm. After that, I started performing, like, in um, – I performed in, like, New York a couple times, in Jersey. Uh, I had a show – I don't know if you've heard of Mickey Singh. Probably not. He's, like, no. um, he's like a big uh, uh, Indian artist. Okay. Like, he, he had a show in uh, Sugar House in, in Philly. It's like okay. And then we um, – so I opened up for him, and I've done it for, like – I don't know. I've done, like, a, lot, a good amount of shows and performances um i haven't had my own headlining show yet i okay. think that's like one of the goals i have like on my vision board and everything to like kind of eventually get that but yeah i think mostly mostly it's been openers and just like other performances or whatever throughout like these couple states right and how, how is that like those experiences for you like do you enjoy like the energy being in live versus being in the studio where you can kind of collect your thoughts like talk about the difference like when you're in live versus when you're like behind in a studio i think like it's I mean, behind the studio is definitely a lot easier because, like, yeah. live is, you know, it's, uh, well, public speaking is, like, the number one fear, right? Or something yeah. like that. Like, <laughs> it is. <for> uh, life. <laughs> yeah, so it's, um, it's definitely a lot different uh, live. But also the thing is, you know, I don't get as much opportunity or maybe I don't put myself in as much opportunity as I should to kind of keep on practicing it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, I perform, like, probably, like, once a month or once every two months, like, on average. Mm-hmm. But it's not you know, if I did it every week or whatever, like it wouldn't be as, you know, I'd be a lot more comfortable and I'd be a lot more, um, I think exposure would be a lot easier when you're out there. But I think like at this point, I've come to a point where I kind of just, I practice enough before I go out. Right. Like I know, I know what I'm going to say. I know what songs I'm going to do. I know how I'm going to transition, blah, blah, blah. And like, so I'm not really like, I still know what I'm doing when I go up there, but I think like it would be, I wouldn't need as much time to practice if I was just going every week. Right. Which thing, in terms of like, how are you outreaching then? Like in terms of like getting these leads for these, for the openers, whatever it is, like, are you just DMing people? Like talk about that a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I've been uh, reached out to by a couple people mm-hmm. and I've been, and other than that, I just reach out to like, I, I like see, you know, like they have like coffee shop, like open mics or whatever. And like, just like different performances. I think, um, uh, yeah, pretty much open mics. That's like yeah. probably the majority of my stuff. But I've had like all these openers or whatever that I've done, and most of them have just like reached out to me. It's just been like, I think it's mostly, I don't know. I think it's been partially coincidental and partially just like people maybe sharing my stuff here and there, yeah. and then like people, you know, they get a hold of me or understand what's going on, and then yeah, hundred percent. Okay, yeah. I mean, I think that one of my buddies who uh, that I interviewed, like I think he's like episode uh, he, a couple episodes ago, but he um like he recently like not that he blew up, bro, but like 
he was like a basketball player in high school. He went to Towson right here in Maryland. And, and like more recently, he's had like a couple like really dope video shoots that, that really went well. Like a couple music videos. I'll, I'll, I'll show you his information after. Um, but he's got like one of his buddies from high school is kind of his like manager in a sense. And he kind of helps him with like the lead gen with like actual like showcases and, and, and shows. And obviously now with Corona, it's a little bit harder because I mean, bro, even, even after like the, after openings of States, like I don't think shows are going to be the first things that people are going to be running to, you know? in just a sense of like it's gonna be a bigger crowd and all that stuff so um obviously like it's gonna maybe take a back seat for you like for artists in general maybe in 2021 to be maybe like to your vision board in that sense of like 2021 is probably gonna be the best year to like really start finding those showcases again but i'll definitely connect you with connect you with him his name is recreation and he's uh honestly your guys style i'm gonna listen to your uh album after this but i feel like your guys style might gel well together so he might be a good connect for you to have oh i appreciate that yeah for sure yeah, sure um last couple of questions i have for you your thoughts on, on social media, you know, it's, it's such a powerful thing now. And I think it can be very powerful at the same time with that power comes a lot of responsibility. So I guess talk about your thoughts about the current age of social media that we live in. Um, and just like your opinion on it. Um, I think like, I don't know, it's in terms of business, it's been extremely helpful, you know, yeah. and like, it's just like, I, I wouldn't be able to reach the amount of people I've reached and like got the amount of support and supporters and stuff that I have through that but um i mean it, of course it, it can definitely be harmful but i think like everything in moderation right like so yeah. including social media and um you know i think that the the sooner kids realize that kind of thing it's it's only going to help with their mental health and everything and then a lot the thing is I, I think that a lot of parents and just adults in general are aware of that you know at this point and they know that like the detrimental things that can happen through social media and and just like how it can hurt you negatively yeah and i mean hurt you so it just you know i think that parents are probably because they're becoming more aware they are aware now they probably are telling their kids they're trying to advise their kids you know like limit xyz your social media time or this and that or maybe taking their phone like as a precautionary thing yeah like not as like a punishment like just like yo i need just get off the phone for a little bit mm -hmm. and um you know, like, I think that people, because it's it's huge now, it's everything. Everyone knows about it and everyone's aware. And, like, it's just becoming so uh, prevalent, all, like, the negative aspects of it, too, which is unfortunate, but because there are so many positives. But, you know, um, I think that it's it's being handled as well as it can. But people should, um, yeah, it should. It's like, it's like an individual thing, too. Like, I think you got to understand, like, what you're trying to do with it. Mm -hmm. right like I, I mean to your point like if you're a young kid and like you're just consuming what like all like, the, like your peers are doing and stuff I don't think it's the healthiest thing but at the same time I'm sure you and I both scroll down through Instagram or through whatever platform and you find yourself at some at times like kind of consuming more than you're producing but I mean I try my best to be a producer of content versus a consumer and like, I think that's kind of when you flip that mind frame that framework of like yo I'm I'm pushing content out I'm not trying to get consumed by it because dude I'm sure, dude, there, you could get scrolled in on, on, on Instagram, bro, for hours. <laughs> Especially on TikTok, too. It's like, you start yeah. realizing, like, damn, a couple hours went by, and you're like, dude, what am I doing, you know? At the yeah. same time, like, when you're leveraging it to, to, to your benefit, for you as an artist, for me as a trainer, um, like, you can, really, you can really see results from it, right? And I think that's kind of your idea of, like, the business side of it is it's real. And that even young par like parents, I think they understand that even with TikTok. Like, bro. Like, uh, like these kids, like, dude, they're, they're, there's a young kids really doing well on TikTok, right? I'm like, I'm hyped for them because it's dope because 
you, you're really leveraging the platform. At the same time, now if you ask a kid, Nitty, like, oh, what do you want? What do you want to be? I want to be a YouTuber. I want to be a social media influencer, right? And like, cause you're, you're, they see a Charlie and they see all these people that are becoming so famous. Mm. And it's like, that's what they want to be. No, like, dude, not, not, not as many kids want to be doctors and lawyers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, cause the YouTubing life is dope. Like, but at the same time, Nitty, like, I'm sure you and I both know, like, it's not easy. Like, bro, like, there's a reason that there's a few of those people that are really doing well, but it's a, entrepreneurship in general is lonely as hell, right? There's a lot of times where you're working on your own craft, like, to your point, you're in the dirt, doing all the mixes everything on your own at yeah. some point like it, it, it's it's a mental battle within yourself and if you're not there all here it, it's easy to get burned out and it's easy to hate what you're doing you know and i think to your point like it's it's very i think there's a fine line in, in moderation of, of controlling the social media you know mm -hmm. no. um all right sweet man so like, now we're gonna transition kind of quick like um it's, it's what i call the hot takes in my show and it's like i just throw a couple questions at you man and you just fire back with whatever comes first to mind. And honestly, some of these are kind of fun, kind of just very light questions that it probably won't take too much thought. But I'm not sure if you're a big reader, man, but you have any favorite books that you like or one of your favorite books? Um, yeah, I mean, dude, The Catcher in the Rye was actually one of my favorite books. Like, I'm like it. Dude, okay, it's bringing it back to, back to yeah. school. <laughs> and that's not even, if you want to call recent, The Alchemist is what I read kind of recently. That, that is a, a dude, that's a dope book, man. Just, that is a, that's an awesome book. Awesome read, just mentality-wise. Yeah. um awesome how about uh any any podcasts that you like listen to or you gain value from dude the monday morning podcast bill burr mm, i've heard that one before okay <laughs> yeah just because he's one of my favorite comics and i just i love comedy so like he's i love it it's just it's a feel-good kind of thing yeah sweet sweet okay um last one i have for you like what motivates you you think motivates me i think the the fact that i don't want to do anything else it's just like you know what I mean? Like, because I have another, I have other options or whatever. Yeah. Like, I just don't want to do that. Like, I, I want this so bad that I don't want anything else. Like, that kind of pushes me to, like, like there's nothing else I want to do. Right, so, like, your, your chase of, of being an artist is kind of, like, what's pushing. Yeah, it's just, like, you know, like, there's no other option for me in my <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I hear you. I hear you, man. That's awesome. That's, like, that, I think, in, honestly, for, I want, if, for anyone, like, once you find that, Nitty, it's mm -hmm. powerful as hell, dude. Yeah. It's powerful, like, man. Like, yo, you're in that mentality where like nothing's gonna stop you. Yeah, and like you'll sacrifice time, you'll sacrifice friends, you'll sacrifice everything because like you just you know what you want for the rest of your life. That's real. That's real, man. Um, sweet dude. All right, so now I want you to kind of for people to reach out to you, man. Best way for you for people to connect with you. Um, I guess we can start with like social media platforms first, and then I want you to talk about your album and where it's available and stuff like that. Word word. Um, so you reach me at it's nitty b i t s n i t t y b. On most platforms, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Facebook, SoundCloud, I'm at, um, just Nitty B, N-I-T-T-Y-B. But also, I'm on Spotify, Apple Music, and all that. So, um, yeah, you can find my album there. Sweet. And then um, sound, all those are just Nitty B, right? Yeah, yeah. For the music, it's, yeah, SoundCloud and, like, all the Spotify and all the Apple Music, it's just Nitty B, N-I-T-T-Y, right. space B. Yeah. Awesome. And I'll put those in the show notes. So, if anyone's interested, definitely um, check out his new album. Now, dude, Nitty, I'm definitely going to be, I, I, like, I'll let you know next day or two. I'm, I'm going to hear your newest one. The uh, what, What's it called again? Broken Branches. Broken Branches. All right. I'll definitely, I'll, I'll hear that one out. I'll let you know. I'll give you some uh, some good feedback on there, you know? Where, yeah, everything is helpful. All feedback's helpful. So. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> so, dude, last thing I have for you, man, and this is kind of how I leave it for the guests, man. Like, what do you want to leave the audience with just to finish the podcast off, whether it's a question, piece of motivation, encouragement, or just something that's on your mind, especially during right now, during Corona and stuff. Um, I guess I'll, I'll open it up for you. Yeah, I mean, like, so, I mean, I know that 
I don't want to make this cliche at all. So I just want to say like, from anybody's perspective, it's like, you know, you, if you find what you want to do for the rest of your life, I'm, I'm not saying quit your job, quit your life or whatever. I'm just like, you know, if you find what you want to do for the rest of your life, you know, I don't think you're going to be happy until you get there. Or you don't think you're going to be happy until you get there. You just got to find a way. And I think that I was watching this comedy show the other day. It's like a stand up and, it's odd that, that he said this in a stand-up, but he was saying that, um, he's like, yo, you should go after your dream because, you know, even as long as you can understand that the end result might not be exactly as planned, you'll be happy enough doing the pursuit of your dream. Mm. You know? Like, that's big facts, man. Like, I was like, yo, like, that, that's so true. Because, you know, as long as you're chasing it, it's about the journey, right? Like, everyone talks yeah. about it's about the journey. There is no real destination kind of thing. Mm-hmm. and it's true like it, it's you know like I feel like right now like I already feel like I'm making it just by pursuing it pursuing it you know and right. like everything I'm doing and like every day I'm working or whatever at, at music and it's just like I feel like I'm already there even though I'm not like it's like you know like I'm, I'm so I couldn't be more satisfied doing what I'm doing and I'm not even where I need to be yet kind of thing that's real man that's real I mean I think and, and that's kind of like what this podcast is all about right it's the journey right it's a marathon and and to your point no one knows the end result but I think the chase of it is kind of what we're what we're all, what everyone's trying to do right yeah look that's all it is man you heard it here first man Nitty, I appreciate you being a guest taking this time on your Friday here to be here um this is the athletes marathon podcast my name is Matt Choi and we are signing off thank you man thank you for listening to the athletes marathon podcast We want to make sure you stay connected with our guests, so we'll have access to the show notes and our latest episodes on our website. Head over to www.theathletesmarathon.com, and if you enjoyed the podcast, we would love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Until next week, thanks again for listening.